right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation. It could be business, could be personal that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. And the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us, they aren't just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to, and I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately, we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang, I am uh, super excited for this person we have on. This person is going to amaze you, wow you. Um, this guy is an author. He's an inventor. He is, at his core, a magician. <laughs> he, uh, our first magician on the podcast, and probably the, the, the best magician we will ever have on the podcast. He's a mentalist. He's an entrepreneur. He's a creative thinking ex expert, and he's a three-time TEDx speaker. Um, he invents magic tricks for other magicians and also uh, runs a, a, a magic business. And I love this. If you ever, if you're a fan of the show, um, Penn and Teller Fool Us, he has fooled the great magicians, Penn and Teller. Um, please welcome to the podcast none other than Adam Wilbur to the podcast. <laughs> welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, Alex. It's a. Uh... That's quite the intro, so now I have to live up to it at least halfway. <laughs> I, I definitely think you will. I definitely think you will. You know what? It's Some people may think to themselves, okay, wait, 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 Alex, this is a podcast about sales. What the hell am I going to learn from a magician? He's not selling. Um, I, I, he's not going to teach me B2B sales or whatever. But I would like to you know, kind of push back on that, and I'm, I think we'll fi find out why through this. But um, so... You know, you, um, yeah, you, I, I first met you because our company, um, you know, hired you um, to, to produce, uh, just kind of walk around at a happy hour and just kind of do different magic tricks for us. And we've kept uh, in touch. And so, you know, I, my first question is kind of about um, how you got into magic and, 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 and really kind of the, um, you know, what you, you give to the world. So, you know, you speak a lot about, um, you know, you found your purpose through magic. So tell me about your purpose of magic and why you think it's important to the world. Sure. Uh, I think magic has always been, there's a saying in magic, you don't get, you don't get into magic, it gets into you. And, you know, I think it's very true. And the people who I know who are kind of lifers in the art, it's just one of those things, right? It's, it's like, uh, I don't have another choice. It's just part of who I am at this point. And um, there's something weird, you know, I think musicians, I think have, have I've heard that same thing with musicians where it's like, uh, it's the, I don't have an option. This is in me and it has to come out. So, you know, I started when I was six, a buddy fooled me uh, with a trick. He wouldn't tell me how it was done. So I went to the bookstore and I actually stole the book because I didn't have the money, <laughs> but I learned a trick. I, I practiced it. I showed my father. I was six or seven. My father's an engineer kind of guy, very genius kind of guy. And I saw that I fooled him terribly. And I just remember thinking to myself, wait a minute, there's something here. And then I never looked back. I just kept going. 
um, throughout life, it, it's been, you know, it's been with me everywhere. It's gotten me jobs. It's, it's passed me in, in college courses. Uh, lots and lots of different positives have come. And I think tying it into my purpose, my purpose is really just to help as many other people as possible. Uh, there's a Zig Ziglar saying, you'll get everything you want in life as soon as you help enough people get what they want. And it's, oh, that's so cute and hokey. And, you know, it's true is the weird thing. And if you act in that capacity, you very quickly see the truth behind it. So I get to use magic as that platform to help as many other people. And it could be as simple as helping them smile for a day during a global pandemic, or it could be going into their organization and helping them with innovation. But um, it's the thing that has allowed me the voice that I, I want to put out there and help as many people as I can with a hook, right? I'm not just some guy who is posting motivational memes. And sure, I do that, but it's, <laughs> it's a little more fun to see that, you know, to a magic trick. So it's just been one of those things that's been with me forever. And I don't, I've dated a girl back in the day for five years and her best friend four and a half years into our relationship, we were sitting at the table and she said, I don't even know your name. I only know you as magic. And it's just, that's it. That kind of wraps it up. It's like, that's it. People go, yeah, Adam, the magic guy. And, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes you want to be taken more seriously than the magic guy. But it's just one of, you know, that I got bit by the bug at six and it's never left. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Uh, you know, kind of what you just said, describe why you think magic is just bigger than, you know, you know, a simple kind of trick. Maybe it's like, you know, kind of a, you know, some people might think of it as, oh, that's kind of a gimmick or, that, you know, there's some not all magicians, maybe, maybe some people are calling themselves magicians, but they don't really, they're not practicing the essence of what magic, you know, really is. And so maybe what is magic to you and why do people get drawn to it? What attracts them to it? Great question. Magic to me is just, it's a performing art. Um, it's also a hobby. It's also a lifestyle. It's also uh, a mystical unknown. So magic as a word is a lot. Magic to me is a livelihood. I can't, my brain works in a very weird way where I have horrible organizational skills. I've lost <laughs> relationships because I can be mid conversation and see something and my brain goes there. And how can that be magical? I think magic is a way to disconnect anybody from the reality that they've been accustomed to long enough to plant a seed if done well good magic i think is a, a break from reality at, at its core it's entertainment at its very whittled down core in the performing art realm magic is entertainment and it's very unique in the sense that if there's no audience there is no magic so magic is what happens in the brain of the spectator while the magician is doing the tricks that they've learned. That moment, that disconnect in their brain when what they knew to be normal or laws of nature is shattered in some way. And if you're really good, you'll convince them that what you're doing is real. So as an adult to say, wait a minute, I know for a fact if I close my hand over a coin and open it, that coin will still have to be there. But now it's not there. So what else in this world have I assumed that maybe was just an assumption and I rode that wave? What else is 
actually possible that maybe was was impossible mm. and it allows you a moment you know if you're really truly astonished with good theater and good performance wrapped around it you can't think about anything else in the world you can't think about a sick relative or taxes being due you are frozen in this moment of astonishment and that break from reality is extremely beneficial to people um so it can be many things. It can just be tricks. It can be puzzles where I know the answer and you don't. But when done correctly, I think it's a, a disconnect from reality that allows people to realize what they know to be true doesn't necessarily have to be true. And that's, that's a powerful, powerful thing you can give to people that can help them grow, both spiritually, business-wise, and, you know, and, and mentally as well. Yeah. I actually think that, um, you know, the best uh, salespeople are kind of doing that same thing because, um, you know, people's guards are up um, when you're talking to them and trying to convince them, um, you know, to buy from, from, from you anything, you know, whether it's your products, whether it's services, whether it's anything in life. And, you know, and so, um, you know, when you're asking questions and they, they, you know, what they think is, you know, their perception of you and what sales is, um, when that changes because you um, help illuminate a, you know, problem, like something about a, a problem that they didn't know that they had, that's when the real connection happens. So I'll, I'll get into that kind of in the, in the um, you know, in, later on in the podcast, but I, I think there's a lot of, of, of truth to what you were talking about, the impossible possible. We were having a conversation about um, someone, um, you, you, you talk, so you do a lot of business, uh, you speak, um, you know, you take this concept that you just talked about, about uh, magic and, and making the impossible possible um, in, into creativity, into, you know, into helping businesses and people, you know, kind of unleash their creativity. Um, and so, um, you know, kind of talk to, talk to me a little bit about, walk me through kind of um, how people can find, you know, th that creativity and why is it so hard for people to, you know, kind of find and, and realize that we're all, you know, the, the I guess the, the power of creativity. Why is it so hard for people to realize that, that power and how can you realize it? I think, uh, I think creativity inherently is this daydreamy, childlike, um, frivolous cause, right? If somebody's creative, they're normally thought of as lazy, um, sometimes self-centered. It's not something that the corporate world wants to, to pay a lot of attention to. And the irony is that 85% of owners of companies say the number one trait that they want in hired staff is creative thinking and innovation. Yet almost no companies actually stress the importance or give their their staff the tools to practice it and i think it is in all of my speeches i'll have people close their eyes and raise their hand if they think they're creative and you have to have them close their eyes otherwise you won't get honest answers especially about something like creativity most people are creative and they know they're creative or just say i'm not creative i mean look at most organizations has an entire floor called the creative department and those are the designers, the marketing, finance is nowhere near that. Um, you know, research and development isn't necessarily near it. It's this creative department. We sell and we market. So why would a finance person say, oh, I can be creative too? And I think that's universal. People, I didn't realize I was creative until I was 30 years old. I just thought creative people were creative. 
And if you weren't creative, you weren't creative. That's it. Like if you're born, if you're born white, you're white. That's, you know, that's the way it goes. But it took a lot, it took me 30 years to realize creativity is, it's a verb, right? It's not something like a car or a tree or I have creativity. It's practicing it just like love, right? It, it's a verb and the action behind it is where the, the rewards come from. So if you want to be creative, all you have to do is be creative. Now, there are ways that you could be creative that have a, a value to a company. And there's ways that you can be creative that has just pure value to your life and the people around you, your mental well-being and your, your outlook on life. Both of them are just as important as the other. But most people who assume they're not creative don't ever try to learn to be creative because they assume it is this, hey, I was born this way or I wasn't. Uh, I think creativity is, for me, something that helped to save my life because it gave me an outlet for whatever was inside that couldn't get out, but also allowed me a way to take my brain, which inherently was scatterbrained and, and kind of racing a mile a minute and, and utilize it in a way that benefits myself, but also anybody that, um, that relates to my creative outlook or, or output. So to me, creativity is a verb. It's about living and it's about being curious as you live. Most people, Finance department shows up, they do their job, they go home, you know, even that, how do you say to a financier or a, um, somebody who is just the janitor, hey, you should be creative in your job. Well, that, that has to start at the head and it has to trickle down and it has to be paid attention to. But my fear and my, what I've seen is that most people just don't pay attention to it. It's not something that people say, hey, I wanna be more creative, how do I get there? Some people do, but it's very rare. Um, and I think that's a problem. You know, I think yeah. we all wanna work out and we all wanna be healthy, but nobody cares about the creative outlook or the output. So I'm not sure what creativity is. I just know that it is something that can be learned and practiced and you yeah. do it just like you would learn or practice anything else. Yeah, I love that message. I think you know, when, when you um, demonstrate um, to people the, the, the um, the, the, what they believed to be possible just isn't, I mean, they, 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 they're now saying, okay, I, I don't even, they're in this state. They're just in this different, like you, you talked about it earlier, then they're in this kind of like childlike, um, whimsical kind of like, they're just in joy in pure joy. Like they just, you know, are, are not in the real world. Like they're just kind of out, outside of what they believed to be true. And they're like, well, okay, maybe if he's doing it, then I want to look like, I'm sure people like look at your tricks all the time. Alan, Adam, show me how to do that. Like, please, because I want to, I, I, I want to realize what, what you did and realize and be convinced that it is real. And, and maybe the best, that's why, you know, the, the magician's code, you know, you never want to reveal your, your, you know, your trick, because then it loses that. It's just stupid. It's just, it just is, yeah. it doesn't make sense anymore. So maybe talk about like, you know, kind of when, um, yeah. Like, I think, I mean, if you tell someone the trick, you're just robbing the magic from them. Right. Yeah, then it's it just exists a, in their mind. A, a trick as opposed to a, an experience where they can mm -hmm. wonder and think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're asking people to think in ways they haven't thought before, mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's always going to be a healthy, good thing for somebody. Yeah. And if you make the coin vanish, 
they have to think in a way they've never thought before. Well, how could that be, right? So, uh, you know, the rule of never reveal a secret is a little bit silly because obviously if no one ever revealed the secret, then magic would die out pretty quickly. But the, the real rule behind that and an intention behind it, in my opinion, is that if somebody really wants to learn magic, then they have to make the effort. And it used to be they have to drive to a magic shop or a bookstore. Um, I think that the problem in today's world is that it's, there's so many people teaching magic on, online and the saying of those who can't do teach is very true. And there are good ways and bad ways to do magic. And it's hard to do magic properly where it's a journey and we're giving something to the audience because most of magic and magicians that I see are look what I can do and you can't. And it's not that standoffish, but sometimes mm -hmm. it is. Mm. And you have to be real careful that you're not berating or belittling or just looking egocentric by standing up there and doing these cool things. The hard part is the, the hooking, right? Hooking an audience and putting a story to the magic that, allows them to enlighten themselves. That I think is where the power of a really good performing magician lies is they can leave you feeling something you didn't feel before through their performance. That if you can hit it, musicians can do it, people who do plays and even people on movies can do it, but to do it through magic in person where most people know this guy studied something, he knows a trick that, or he knows the solution to this puzzle that I don't know. And being able to package that in a way that still has them changing their outlook a little bit, that to me is the best way you can actually break down every wall and every barrier by just showing someone in any walk of life, whether it's the CEO or the janitor, something they've never seen before and packaging it in a way where as they leave, they realize, hey, there is so many things in this world I don't know about and I can be curious and I can be a kid again and I can learn things and realize that anything's possible in some fashion. If I want to make a coin disappear out of my hand, it's not really dematerializing and vanishing, but I'm <laughs> making it look like it is. And I, I think it's a really pretty, you know, it's a really pretty way to get points across if it's done properly. It can also go the other way and you can look, you know, very standoffish and, yeah, yeah. you know, hey, look what I can you, a lot of guys get into it that way. I just want to be the cool person. I want to be the center of attention. And that's okay, but you have to learn yourself out of that pretty quickly or you just, you know, I think you're doing a disservice to your audiences. I, I, um, I you know, I, I, I think, you know, when you talk about your, your, everything you're talking about, you're thinking about the audience and, and getting into their minds and their, their emotional state. And I, you know, kind of, kind of transitioning to what I believe is, you know, kind of the essence of selling, um, it's, you know, when done properly, um, it's it's not telling people about kind of how great you are or, you know, how great your product or what you can do or, you know, it's the, the greatest salespeople will say it's not something I've heard this said, you know, sales isn't something you do to someone, it's you do for and with them. So it's when you're doing magic tricks, it's something that you're doing with the audience. It's not something you're you're just showing to them. And so, you know, I think, um, you know, it's that, it's that, you know, kind of that, that process of, um, you know, changing their outlook about, 
what they knew to be true about their business, their problem. Like I'm coming into their world and, you know, pretending that I know who they are. You don't know every one of your audience. You're only trying to make them curious about what they, what we all know to be true as human beings. And so, you know, I think, um, you know, kind of along the lines of kind of when you're, you know, I think, you know, drawing people in, and convincing them and in, in kind of what you do, um, you know, why is it, uh, you know, in terms of just kind of, uh, you know, a business owner and kind of like, you know, the corporate world, um, you know, just talking about um, the word convincing, um, what do you think goes on in someone's mind when they are seeing that to be, you know, like seeing something that they thought to be true but now that you're kind of showing them a different perspective, what is, what's actually happening, you know, in that, in that moment. And um, to every single person is going to be different, right? If you're an analytical minded person, you're probably going directly to all of the options that could be, if you are, you know, really good performers, in my opinion, what should be going on in the mind is that person is really incredible. I just want to go have lunch with that person. And if you can win them over, I think sales is the same, right? What do, you, what do most people do? Go to a used car dealership and they just try and find some sort of common ground so they can pretend that they're your friend so you would buy. Um, people buy from their friends. We as magicians still have to sell, but what we're selling is ourselves. And if we can't get them to want to go have a beer with us after the show, then you probably didn't hit the mark. And now each character is different and some characters... Um, stage characters that isn't the mark but most of the time it's just about relatability person of you know being personable enough that they want to be in your circle they want to be your friend they want to hang out with you and that's a hard sell Mm. i think that's what most magicians that miss and if you're doing your job correctly i think what should be happening in their mind is nothing on the outside world right? Nothing outside of what's happening right They're now. They're only into that, yeah. And that this has never happened. This experience is a one of a kind that's happening right now and will never happen again. Mm. And, mm. Mm. you know, that's not, that's not easy to sell, but it also depends heavily on the, the spectator because some, everybody's mind is different, which is what it's really cool to do a magic show and hear a year later, a couple people who are at your show retelling what they remember that show to wow. be or one of yeah. the tricks to be. And they will be drastically different tricks. It's the same effect. Normally what happens is the trick becomes bigger than it was, more impossible than it was. It's like the game of telephone, you know? So it's a very interesting question to ask, what do you think is happening in in somebody's mind when the trick is happening or that moment of, of astonishment? I don't know the answer to that. It'd be cool to see it though. It'd yeah. be cool to have that, you know, a little projector. Above their <laughs> <Yeah. head. laughs> have the, like a doctor, like an x-ray of the brain and yeah. like fire, you know, what's firing at each of yeah. the tricks. Yeah. It's different for everyone. I think that's so key. But I mean, when you're talking about like being relatable, like you, you know, I, I love what you said about it's only something that's going to happen right here and now in this experience. So I, I, I think that's so true. And what, what, you know, we do in business. I mean, if, if you, if someone, um, you're, you're in a meeting and you're, you know, kind of, you know, trying to convince someone in your business or you're on a, you know, sales call or something like that. And someone's getting the feeling like, man, every minute I'm on the phone with this guy, he's, you know, it, it's, 
it, it's I'm I'm I, I want to keep going for more because he's drawing me in with the story, his relatability, the you know the, the like the clarity on my problems. It's just again kind of yeah like that that like you know you, you know that build up you know to the end. Um, they're wanting more of you. Um, and I, I, I'm case in point, it's a year and a half later, we, uh, you showed me, you know, some, some tricks and they weren't just tricks. I'm like, this guy, there's something with this, this guy, this, this guy has, um, real, just, um, you know, he's interesting. He's really, really interesting. And I want to keep talking to him. Um, so, um, Cool, cool. I want to, um, you know, talking talking about the word trick. So I think in sales, like a lot of people, you know, think of it as a grimy word, and people are trying to get get one over on people. And you know, sometimes you know, people think salespeople hold things back, and they're trying to, you know, trick the buyer into, you know, giving them money and 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 not tell them about all the bad things, you know, in order to like win them over. Um, you know, in, in your world, um, you know, some people may think that what you do is, is you, you know, you're trying to hide people's, you know, from, you know, their, their, eye, you know, put their eyes, take their eyes off of something so that they're, you know, watching something else. And, and maybe you do that, but why, why is it that you're not necessarily taking their eyes off of something maybe as it is like really taking their eyes, putting their eyes onto something? What do you, What's your opinion on that concept of tricking someone? Taking is it taking their eyes off of something, or putting their eyes onto something, or both? What does that mean to you when you're tricking someone? There, there's a million ways to deceive people, and in magic, you know, we study all of those ways. It could be as simple as saying to somebody, "Are you right or left-handed?" And that moment of them having to stop and go, "Why is he asking me that?" well, I'm right-handed, that's a way to distract and disconnect, right? It's, it's verbal misdirection. Uh, and I think the importance of letting somebody come to the realization on their own. A lot of magicians mm. say things like, okay, I have four aces. Oh, and now that first ace just turned over. And now the second ace just, and it's like, I, I know, I'm watching this. Like, you're just telling me what's happening where that same exact effect could be scripted in a way that I know my audience, I know what their challenges are, and I can use this impossibility as a metaphor for, well, your challenges seem impossible, so let's turn this ace and say it's, you know, end of quarter sales. Let's make this ace um, yeah, retention, yeah, retention yeah, yeah. of staff, right? So yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. about relating in any yeah, capacity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go do a corporate show for my seven-year-old's birthday party. And I wouldn't do my seven-year-old's birthday party at a corporate event. So, you know, if I want to misdirect or have them follow down the path that I've laid out, I have to be relatable to them. I have to not speak to them as if I'm better than them or stupid or worse than them or, or not as intelligent as them. And that's really the, the challenging part is you have to know who your audience is and then you can use all the tools that we would learn as magicians to, to get people to say somebody's first name 10 times in a, in a conversation with them. They're going to like you significantly more than if you had the exact same conversation without using their name. It's a fact. It's just the way it is. And you can multiply those by 100. You can look at that as, oh, sales tricks and tactics. And that's, eh, I don't like that. You don't like it because you, you're saying that, like, I have something that isn't a value that I'm trying to give you, that I'm trying to sell you. If you're selling them something that's really a value, 
then those aren't tricks. Those are just tools to get them to, to listen to you and get mm. them to understand the value that you can bring to them. You know, it's just like dating a woman. You're not going to show up on the date unshaven with, with clothes that are dirty. You're putting your best representation forward. So you get the moment, you get the, the lowered, you know, really it's, it's like the security blanket that finally they'll lower and go, you know what? I, I kind of like this guy. I can trust him a bit. What's he, what's he got to say? If you're selling anything, you, you have to get past that. You have to get past the barrier. And as a magician, basically I'm coming out saying, I'm going to sell you on me. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff that you don't know the answer to. And I'm not going to tell you how it works, but you're still going to like me at the end of it. That's hard. Yes. Right? That's a hard thing to do. Salesmen don't have to worry about that because they're not coming in saying, Hey, I'm going to give you something. You don't. Well, some of them are, um, yeah, the bad ones. I mean, let's, <laughs> and let's, there's, there's look at Instagram, right? Half the ads that pop up there are probably that, but even them, even if you're selling garbage, if you can get them to relate to you, if you can speak to their language, whatever level that they're on and, and address their concerns, but lead them to the answers yourself, right? I'm not going to say to somebody, it's important to, to be very, my message in my, in my corporate show really comes down to, you have to be very cautious of what you spend your time doing because it can get away from you very quickly. And at the end of your life, what you chose to spend most of your time doing, that's truly what you love. So do you wanna love YouTube videos to the point where you love them more than your children? That's up to you, but you have to be really, really careful of that because it, it adds up quickly. Now I can say that and just say it and be like, oh, that's cute and yeah, it makes sense, whatever. Or I could do a, a 30 minute presentation that opens people's eyes and lets them get to that, that conclusion on their own. And if they get there on their own, I haven't sold them anything. I just opened a door and said, hey, check out what's on the other side. And I don't care if you like it or not, but it's there if you want to take it. Now they're going, oh my God, he gave me that for free. Like he unlocked the door automatically. And then boom, these, these fireworks went off because the best teachers, they don't teach, they ask, right? And, they, and asking the right questions, the student will enlighten themselves. Selling being a performer on stage, it's all the same thing. I can't go out and say, I'm really good. I'm a really good magician, look. But I can show them that, right? And let them lead that, lead yes. there themselves. I think sales is the same thing, right? You can't, yeah. you can't convince them to buy yeah. something they don't want, but you can let them know, hey, this might solve. Oh, I, I hear you, I get those problems. I totally understand those problems. As a matter of fact, check out what's on the other side of that door. You might, you might dig it. it. It probably will help with your problems and let them find out on their own. And it's the same with magic. All I can do is be on stage, say my piece, do my tricks, and hope that that is relatable enough to that audience that at the end of it, they've enlightened themselves or they've taken the moment to go, huh, that was really fun. And all I did was not think for 45 minutes. <laughs> Wait, maybe not thinking is a good thing, right? So... It was, you know, and it's easy, like you make it really easy for people. Like they're just like watching you do what you do and the door, like they, they, they end up just leading themselves through the door. They're just, you probably see people's heads kind of like, they're like, okay, what is this guy doing? Like they, they probably have no clue what the heck is going on. And then they go closer and like, what? And then, and then they're like, the, 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 the look is like, wait, what, what is going on right now? And it's usually the cell phone, right? So and I do a lot of corporate shows and it's usually okay. the people kind of hiding, pretending, and you can see that they're on their cell phones. And the first trick hits, 
and then they're kind of looking up from their cell phone. Then you get into the second trick and they place their cell phone down and lean in and it's like, there it is. I got them, right? <laughs> I, that, that was it. I didn't say, hey, get off your cell phone. I just, yeah, yeah, I let them like, know themselves. Yeah, awesome. I think it's like a negative, like people, sometimes people like think like the word trick or deceive, the word deceive is negative and, and deceive is and trick is. Um, but when you're, you know, leading, illuminating their minds, being curious, that's like, and the best salespeople are saying, I just want people, I'm, I'm a, I have a curious mind and I want to transfer. I've heard, you know, sales being defined as the transference of belief and um, the transference and, um, you know, being able to convey value and convey that belief that you have in something. So if you believe it's so good to you know be true and and you you know that the feeling is there, then it's your job to 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 demonstrate it in a way that really uh, enlightens and and really wows people and amazes them through that experience. And and you could probably you know do that trick and there's probably a hundred different ways to do the same trick, but only one that you can do that will really draw people in and it's and it's and it's you know your story your creativity that leads them there and that's i think you know what i take away most from your message um you know i want to you know kind of end off on something fun because i've seen you do a million things adam i've seen you take um three different lengths of rope and put to make them all into one rope i've seen them all i've seen you um take three different uh, pieces of rope and make them all the same length i've i've seen you you know, turn a dollar bill into a hundred dollar bill in front of Penn and Teller and, and literally like fooled them. Um, so I want you to show me some stuff at the end. Before I do this, um, I, I, I want to ask one question of, of, of you, because I think the power of like the, like why I started this podcast, stories of selling human, there's principles of sales that we can all follow. But you know, the human part of it is it, it, they're applied differently because of our experiences and who we are and what we've done. And, and so this is a fun question that I ask all my guests and it just, you know, tells, it, we all learn something about you and makes you curious and think. And the question is, what is something that, you know, could only, maybe something or an event, something about Adam Wilbur that could only and would only happen to you, just you? Something that somebody says, you know, oh my God, that would be totally something that would only happen to Adam hmm. or an event that's <laughs> unique to you. Sure. Uh, that's interesting. Um, it's a tough question. You know, as of late, it, it feels very much like a, a negative, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, of course, like have an Adam. I'm going to steer away from that just because it's a... Um, it's a current state of things kind of feeling. So uh, before this year, I, I think it would be something like, you know, stumbling upon something and turning it into something random and silly and turning it into a really powerful magic trick, right? So, um, you know, walking in Walmart and seeing a clock that looked silly and somehow turning that into, well, you took this silly, stupid clock and now it's like 15 minutes worth of magic on stage, right? That's, that's um, funny. It's crazy. Which is the blessing and curse, right? Yeah. Like walking down Walmart trying to go get something and going, hey, something shiny. Let's go look at this and see where we can go with it. So, um, you know, just a, kind of in a constant state of daydreaming. Wow. And that's and awesome. that's that's good and bad, right? Uh, <laughs> bad for your wife and kids in Walmart because you, you're, you're normally exactly. looking to get out of Walmart in the fastest amount of time possible exactly. and not, not, not uh, hang out and look at funny clocks. All right. So exactly. 
Adam, I want you to leave us off and, and make us all curious and wonder and um, hopefully um, show us that, you know, the possible, the impossible is possible and uh, maybe we can work on our own creativity ourselves. What can we do for uh, some mind reading? So that the viewers are going to have to just verify. I'm, you can see my eyes here okay. and I have a deck of cards and it is okay. a, a normal deck of cards. Uh, if I just said, think of a card, you, you would have to say it out loud. So instead, I'm going to riffle through every single card. Okay. You'll say stop on one, but I'm going to look this way. So I want to make sure you can see the cards and my eyes, that my eyes aren't looking at the screen because then I yep. can clearly see the cards. So yep. as I riffle, you say stop. And if you stop me on a card that you don't like, just say keep going. But again, make sure my eyes are, are looked way away yep. so I can't see. Adam, I can, for all the listeners, he's looking away. And can you see these cards? Um, I can't yet. Uh, hold them up a little more. Yeah, now I can. Yeah. Uh, where's the camera? That's the camera there. Okay, yeah. So say stop whenever you'd like. Cool. All right. Stop. That card? Or you yep. want me to keep going? That's fine. Okay. Remember that card is all you have to do. I'll close the deck and we're good. You're going to think of just one card. I'm going to turn this down a little bit so you can kind of see. Just okay. Tilt that down. Perfect. So you cool. can see the cards here. Okay. Now, all I, all I know is that your card is in here somewhere. That's, that's the extent of it. And we'll mix these up. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Now, I want you to first think of the color of your card, red or black. Don't say it, but just think it and kind of look into the actual camera. Okay, good, good, good. There we go. Now, think of the value, ace through king. Good. And now think of the suit, jack, club, spades. Oh, spades. I said spades and your eyes lit up. So I'm going to go with spade. This, I feel pretty good here and here and here. Okay, so we've got we've got a couple cards down. I'm not going to do anything. You're going to make all these decisions. But for the first time, for all the the listeners, what is the card that you're just thinking of? And I'll announce it. Yep, you can say it. Okay, three of spades. And you see that there's four cards laid down, right? Yep. Four so we'll cards call laid this, down. We'll call this one, two, three, and four. You're going to make okay. some decisions. One, two, three, and four. First of all, name one of those numbers. One, two, three, or four. Uh, two. Two. That's this here? Mm-hmm. Great. That leaves us with three cards. So we're going to switch this up and we're going to shuffle just a little bit. Something like that. And again, one, two, or three. Uh, one. That's this here, right? This one? Mm -hmm. Yep. Excellent. So we now have two choices left, two and only two. This is your final decision. And then one, <laughs> the one you decide on is the one that we're going to end on. So we've got one and two. It's up to you. Which one do you want? One or two? Uh, one. One. That's this one. That goes as well. Leaves one final card. And you said your card that you merely thought of was the three of spades. <laughs> Give yourself a round of applause. No, that was crazy. incredible. That oh my goodness. Cool. Oh my no goodness. If you're, if you're, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on right now, but Adam <laughs> literally didn't just pick out my card, but he made me like take away cards and it somehow got 
to be there without him looking at it. That, that's crazy. Um, Unfortunately, I, not the one I wanted to do, but it still worked. So good enough. That'll work. I, I don't know how you did that. Um, so Perfect. for all of you on, on listening to this, um, you know, flip over, I'm going to, you know, put this on LinkedIn and YouTube probably and show you the full trick. Adam, I, I can't thank you enough for, for jumping on this today. Um, you know, where can people find you um, and connect with you? Sure. Uh, AdamWilber.com. Wilber's W-I-L-B-E-R and not U-R. AdamWilber.com or AdamWilberMagic.com. And both of those has kind of everything I do and uh, a whole bunch of bragging about uh, how cool I want the world to think I am. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can second that. Adam, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Thanks it's for having me, Alex. Pleasure. I appreciate <laughs> it. All right, man. Thanks. Hey gang, all right, wow, you made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.